Hello, I am Joshua. I'm Jamie. And we're, we're going to do, do Daredevil. Joshua. Hello, Jamie. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing well also as well. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Any news? Any any uh, updates? How's the how's the dog? Uh, the dog is still has sep- separation anxiety, but oh. uh, he, he's, he's he's super cute. He's so fun to be with. And uh, since I'm home a lot now, because mm-hmm. the whole work situation, because of what's going on, it's been very nice to have, you know, man's best friend or you know, at home. So it's been, it's been pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. You guys should get a dog. Yeah. I would like one. Uh, the kids would like one. Amy's allergic, unfortunately. So oh, no. yeah. Oh, no. So it's a bone of contention. Um, at one stage, our youngest, I think was planning to kill her so that we could get a dog. And we had to <laughs> explain that that wasn't going to be a solution. That was, uh, you know, maybe she's only allergic to like the dander or to the um, you know, to the fur, so you can get a dog and shave it bald, like one of those crazy looking cats. Mm, yeah, I think it's isn't it in the spit or something? It's in. Uh, it's something to do with. Oh, I don't know. I think it's, there's a whole bunch of different reasons why people are allergic. But uh, yeah, if you if if your wife's allergic to the spit, you know, they drool all the time. So it's yeah. probably not going to work out. No, yeah, it gets everywhere. I think she just hates dogs. No, I'm just kidding. She loves them. <laughs> she's she's as upset as everyone else. She wants a dog as well. So. But allergies have said no. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, today it's going to be interesting because we're only going over one book from the self-titled series and the rest are from annuals and uh, guest appearances. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, the uh, issue that we're going to cover is 283, which is from August 1990. Ooh. And um, uh, John Romita Jr. is gone. He's, he's traveled away to... Uh, pastures newer. I think he was doing the Man Without Fear miniseries with Frank Miller at this stage, but I might be wrong. He might have been on Spider-Man or he was doing a lot of work. So, um, But he's no longer with us, so we have a guest artist on this one, which is uh, Mark Bagley. And uh, Captain America is a uh, co-star in this issue, and, and uh, we're going to be going over three Captain America issues. So as well as that. So yeah. this podcast is kind of like Daredevil slash uh, Captain America, which is kind of cool because we haven't really talked about Captain America too much. No, it kind of pops up every now and then in the series. And it, it, there's always some, you know, I don't think they've ever met where they're both in their right mind. There hasn't been oh, a single yeah. meeting where one of them hasn't been affected by something else or some external force. Um I- I can't remember. Was the issue where um, you know Daredevil was hyped up on that uh, that drug that was mm-hmm. on that purse? Um, was that the first time that they had met, or did they have a meeting before that? I think that was the first time. Yeah, yeah. I think that was way back in '50 or something like that, wasn't it? Or 
you know, long, yeah, it was, I think it may have been, it was either 40 or 50 or yeah. well, I can't remember. That was, that was several podcasts ago. So. so long ago. If you go back and look, um, uh, I can actually do a quick cover scan. I have the database open in front of me. Um, and we have, uh, da, 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 da. it was, it was 43 in combat with Captain America. He'd, uh, yeah, Daredevil had touched a briefcase that contained uh, some radioactive material uh, that hyped up all of his senses, made him a little crazy, and he decided to go and fight Captain America in a, during a... Um, it's a boxing ring. It was a boxing ring. It was like a... Uh, I, I always forget the name of it, but it was the, uh, the Army Entertainment Division. Is it USF or something like that? I'm not sure. Was it Madison Square Garden though, right? Yes. It so, was, yeah. Um, bu- 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 uh, yeah, it was a bag full of radium. And uh, traveling in Madison Square Garden is having a charity fight with Captain America. Daredevil bumps in and just decides to go for him. Um, but then uh, the the radium wears off and Daredevil thinks, what am I doing? And leaves. Uh, and it was great. And Captain America was like, you know what? I should probably go after him. But he didn't seem like he was in his right mind. So it's, yeah. it's totally cool. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, yeah, yeah so the was, ones that we're going to be covering today, actually, they, they kind of go together, um, the Captain America issues and the Daredevil issue. Not, yeah. I mean, not what's going on within, but it's taking place at the exact same time. And as Jamie had mentioned, um, that when they, um, you know, when they're in comic books together, they're not usually, one of them's usually not in their right mind. And mm-hmm. this time it's Captain America because he was just recently, before this issue took place, he was in an explosion, mm-hmm. um, and there's this new drug called ice, and the ice it does this this crazy stuff to your body. And um, when the explosion happened, uh, Captain America was uh, he was right there, and he ended up getting some. He, he breathed some in, or it got into his system, and it's making him slowly get aggressive, angry, and kind of lose his mind and start hallucinating. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a super. Um, crystal meth and it's attached to the super serum the super soldier serum that's inside captain america and it's kind of um, turning him it, it's uh, it, it's making him aggressive like you said it's making him angry snappy rude uh, judgmental everything that you don't associate with captain america basically um and the uh, as joshua said the, the the this takes place in the captain america regular issues which i think this that part of the story takes place before daredevil was in there it's like three seven two maybe um and it's a, a little story arc called is it streets of poison i think um and uh so those two the, the two issues that lead up to that take place before daredevil appears and daredevil is um then we bounce over to 283 of daredevil where they run into each other uh in upstate new york very briefly where captain america is doing more investigating he's trying to break this drug ring that is producing ice and uh, he's taking his travels up to upstate New York where Daredevil is kind of coming back towards the city. So it's just before um, Matt arrives back in New York because you remember in last the end of the last uh, issue, um, he had escaped hell and decided that he needed to get back to the craziness of the city and uh, get back to his life and start addressing what was going on there. <clears throat> so this issue, um, uh, it opens with a character who is an inventor 
who has lucid dreaming and uh, is able to create these amazing things. Victor uh, Kleszkowska. It's a really cool power, Jamie. Um, you know, I don't really remember. Uh, we, uh, I don't know if we mentioned, but Anna Santi is still writing this one. But, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the power is kind of neat because he can go to sleep. And when he's dreaming, the dream, it, it, he figures stuff out through his dreams, like how to invent these things. But he mm-hmm. has to go and he has to do it right away because it seems like, I mean, I, I could be wrong, but it seems like he doesn't remember like it, once it goes away, he, he he'll never be able to do it again. Yeah, That's what it's, it seems yeah. like. Yeah, it's not clear if it's a power of his. It's just uh, like uh, he's an imaginative guy and and an inventor that that is is does doesn't follow the 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 regular pattern of uh, making lots of notes and testing lots of things. These things come to him to him in his dreams, fully formed, and he goes and and creates them. Um, the title is the American Nightmare. Um, and the first two pages are kind of like a, a, um, a flash forward. They say it takes place in the future. And we see Victor, I, 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 Chesk, I don't know how you say his name, Cheskowalski, Cheskowalska. Um, we'll just call him Victor. For Victor, the sake of thank you. Please ears. do, because I'm, Cause I'm, we're going to butcher yeah. it. Yes. And he is wrapped in an American flag. He's standing on a rooftop. Uh, there's a crowd looking, and uh, he's talking about how America inspired him. He's an immigrant. He came to the country. He had a dream. Um, it was a wonderful dream, an invention that would save the world. And then uh, kind of says, you know, America decided that, um, you know, you, you, America inspired me, and now look at what you've done. This is what I think of your your dream. Um, we know this is 1990 because it's talking about the ending of the USSR and um, the collapse of communism. Um, and then Victor jumps. He jumps off of the roof and uh, is still wrapped in the flag. We see him start to fall, and we see watching Captain America and Daredevil. Um, and they're looking up, and uh, Captain America says, we're too late. Uh, then it jumps and it says uh, that was the future and this is the present day and we kind of have a, a little overlap of the ending of the last yeah. issue where we see everyone that was uh, that survived hell. <laughs> yeah, it's a kind of a cool little moment, a little mm-hmm. wrap up to uh, what had happened before and yeah. uh, we've got uh, Gorgon and Karnak and uh, Number Nine mm-hmm. and um, what's the name of the of the, the Pope. little boy Pope mm-hmm. and Pope. Um, and if you don't know who those people are, go listen to the last like four podcasts because we covered it pretty, uh, <laughs> quite a bit in the last few uh, podcasts yeah. here because they were all main players. But Daredevil's leaving the group and um, he's you know always looking for excuses to get away from these people. It seems like because <laughs> he's, he, he's a loner and uh, you know wants to move on, and he's also kind of coming to terms with the fact that you know he's sort of figuring out his identity and it's, mm-hmm. and it's time to kind of go back to New York and get back in the ranks there. But um, Number nine, who is was created in the lab, is very much infatuated with people very quickly. And right now, uh, you know, is infatuated with Daredevil, doesn't want him to leave. Daredevil's like, no, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. And um, he gets a good excuse because doesn't he hear something off in the distance again? Yeah, he, has maybe, the, he, yeah. he hears something and he says, I can't explain what, why I had to leave so abruptly because uh, my senses were picking up something. But they all look at him and they go, what a loner, what a, what a, like a, an aloof capable cool guy he just walked away from us <laughs> yeah and it's so funny too that he does that because i don't he's in his superhero outfit so who cares if he's got these superpowers i guess yeah. he wants to keep his sense of secret which i guess you know so your your bad guys can't 
you know, figure it out. I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, he's still hiding the fact that he's blind. You know, it's only this, it's, you know, it's still Kingpin has that over him, but not everybody else. Yeah, just remember we read that what if issue where, um, I can't remember who it was. It was the the owl. Oh, it was Electro. Sorry, it was Electro and then the owl. Yeah, he figured out that he was blind and was able to take him down. Yeah, Electro said, what color is my costume? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so uh, now we, we cut back to New York City. Actually, no, we're not in New York City. No, he, he hears uh, something in the town nearby, which is still upstate New York. And, uh, yeah, still upstate he, New York. Yeah, and we see Captain America is walking through that same little town. Um, and people and, love Captain America. Yeah. Man. Yeah, everyone's so saying, why is he here? Him. He's so big. He's so, oh, look how handsome he is. And uh, a, a news vendor, this is a, an incredible, um, like, hyper-political moment. I know everyone makes jokes about, like, how comics shouldn't be political and there's all these kind of weird... Uh, Twitter opinions that talk about how they they want to go back to the good old days when comics didn't hit you over the head with politics and but there's a moment where Captain America walks past a newsstand and this guy says hey he he's stopping to look and uh, the guy says you know you can you can take any magazine you want free of charge um, and Captain America picks up the New Democrats and uh, he, it's, he goes on this little right where he says not again we broke international law invading Panama now we're breaking law again with this fabricated drug war why can't we leave Latin America alone haven't we exploited them long enough why can't my country stand for something right for a change the so called drug war just fuels the military defense budget erodes civil liberties we're on the wrong side of every war. And then he throws the magazine back at the guy, and the guy's like, hey. <laughs> That's kind of our first little glimpse of um, Captain America not being Captain America, not in his right mind because mm. of uh, what's going through his system. But right after that moment is when we, we meet Victor for the first time, quote, yeah. first time, because we had that little flash forward. Yeah. But uh, Captain America sees a crowd, goes and you know, says, hey, what's going on over here? And, and he sees Victor is standing in front of this interesting-looking car, and it is a car that he claims can fly that is made out of plastic from detergent bottles. Um, and it's, I guess it's all recyclable and it doesn't yeah. use any oil and everything. And he go, he does a, a demonstration. Or he's getting ready to do a demonstration. He's getting ready, Captain yeah. America is like, he, he sees that and goes, hey, this is kind of cool. I like what you're doing here. Let me introduce myself. And Victor's like, hey, it's Captain America. That's so cool. Yeah. And then what he ends up doing is Victor gets in the car and sure enough, he flies away. Yeah, he says this is a, a, a vision. This car was a vision that I had, and it flies on garbage. You use garbage and harmonics. It's garbage in a song. He says he calls it the Harmony Car, Harmony, and uh, it's it's based on this kind of green, completely recyclable and renewable. It's going to break everybody off of the dependency of oil and. Uh, uh, he he's it, it works. That's the crazy thing is he gets in it and it flies away. I mean, it's not crazy because we're in the Marvel universe, but it is. It's got like uh, lawn chairs in there. It's really kind of cobbled together, but he he's got it working. And as it flies away and everybody's cheering and and enjoying it, um, Captain America looks up and he sees Daredevil. Daredevil's following on the rooftops, and he says, "Why is he here?" And then he mentions Ben Oric at the Daily Bugle wrote a piece saying Daredevil's been missing from New York. I wonder why he's following this car. And uh, we have a little moment where, as the car's flown away, we see Victor dreaming. And uh, we, we're part of his lucid dream. And he hears the harmonics of the universe and the sound that can create the motion of the car and create the energy that drives the car. And uh, he's thinking about how he's built this car, but he, he hasn't got any 
record of what it is. So he kind of is go, he's going back into the lucid dreaming to try and create a record so that he knows how he did it, so that he can recreate it and finalize it. Um, then the phone rings, and we see this quick step period of, of, uh, of the, the, these beats of him being attacked for having this this wild dream, where the first call is someone saying, this is immigration, you don't have a green card. And he says, but I do have a green card. And as uh, and they hang up, they, as they're calling him an illegal that's in the country, they hang up, and then the IRS, a letter from the IRS comes flying in through the door saying that he's being investigated for taxes. And then, uh, then there's another knock at the door, and it's a Fed, a FBI guy. And uh, he knocks on the door and says, FBI, I'm authorized to search your house. And at this stage, Daredevil is in the tree looking out. Um, and uh, there's this great moment where he says, uh, you know, he's, he says he's an FBI agent, and he's up in the tree, and he says, okay, heartbeat indicates he's telling the truth. And then the FBI agent says, there are reports of contraband hidden here. And he says, now he's lying. Another heartbeat behind me. And he senses Captain America there. Yeah, and I kind of like this part because uh, Captain America is watching Daredevil in the mm-hmm. tree wondering, what is he doing up here? Obviously, Daredevil can, knows Captain America. And I really like this, Jamie, because Daredevil, he, he basically just tells Captain America, he's like, look, I'm not, you know, like, there's no time to explain myself. I'm going to go in and I need to stop what's going on in here. And Captain yeah. America's like... It, like, hold on, like, like, how do you know, you know, that this is bad? And he's like, you know, oh, heck, just lead on Daredevil. <laughs> and he lets Daredevil take the lead. And, and I like that because it's, you know, it's, a, I guess, a mutual respect between superheroes. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if one person says something, you know, there's no time to explain. Just go ahead and do it. Yeah. So they butt, they bust in and uh, the FBI agent is kind of making a mess of yeah. Victor's place. And oh, and, and Daredevil, said, uh, he could sense that uh, he smelled cocaine on the FBI yes, agent and he, he wonders if he's meaning to plant the, the evidence. And that's why they burst in. And uh, yeah, so when they come in, you know, obviously Victor's he's excited to see Captain America again. He's like, "Hey, Captain America, thanks, man. You know, this is great that you guys are here to help." And Daredevil gets in that lawyer mode a little yeah. bit. And he's like, "If you don't have a warrant, you don't have a badge and orders. Get out of here now!" And he's he's got a big look on his face. That 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 FBI agent is scared. You can tell in his eyes there. Yeah, and he's like, "You know what? Fine, it's just paperwork. I'll be back." And the Daredevil's like, "No, you you won't be." Yeah, <laughs> and there, there, there's some handshakes and everything, and then this is where we meet another character, Victor's wife. Mm-hmm. She's actually the one that ends up explaining to to Daredevil and Captain America how Victor's able to create these things uh, with the dreaming. Um, and then we get a little interlude, interlude mo- moment, uh, which I guess they're just kind of chilling, hanging out, waiting yeah. to, I guess, protect him in case the guy does come back. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, they're hanging out because the, the there's a news uh, broadcast that the wife calls him in to see. And it's someone on the news is basically saying that the the, the, the flying car is a hoax and this guy invented it. And uh, the police are uh, they're, they're searching. They're looking for the charlatan. And uh, Victor's heartbroken because he he has invented this thing that does work and he's got this kind of dreamer mentality and he doesn't understand why all these people are lying and why he's suddenly being attacked from all sides. Um, So Cap and Daredevil are sitting out on the porch talking and Cap goes on this incredible, just talking about how how the country's changed and how how America is just has all of these problems all of these these uh poverty gaps and how people how there's so much hate and it's kind of incredible because it's very relevant to to what's happening now and it's it's easy to forget that it's been kind of a constant thing in america's history where 
you know poverty has existed and and um the the gap between wealth and it, it, captain america actually I, I should read some of it because he actually says uh he says, uh, you know, Daredevil's sitting there and listening and, and Captain America says, there's so much hate between races, between classes. There's such a gap between the rich and the poor. In New York, it's like a third world country living at the feet of elite corporate kings. Power and wealth are so concentrated and all they do is cut social programs. And he's going on and on and on and talking about how, you know, he, had the, he, he thought he was a hero. He worked in... Berlin, Poland, and Soviet Union are changing, but America is going to be the last to change, and they're attacking Victor for having this dream. And Daredevil thinks that, you know, he says, I've never talked to Captain America before. Oh, no, he says, I, I'm sorry, I've talked to Captain America before, and he's usually so cool and restrained. I've never seen him so rarefied, so outspoken. Even what he's saying, I would have guessed, who would have guessed that his views are so subjective, uh, subversive, sorry. <laughs> And you know, you know what's work. kind of funny is that I don't think anywhere in this issue do, do they mention that Captain America is hyped up on those drugs. No, no, they only mention it in the next time when we see. Uh, it's almost like it's kind of funny because it, it it could be taken as like you know this is Anna Senti writing Anna Senti's in Anna Senti's voice she puts these very right. political ideas into the characters into the into their uh, which speech. can be kind of confusing for people that are not going to be reading Captain America and are only reading Daredevil because yeah. this is the, this is what they're going to get of Captain America and they're not getting the you know true Cap so yeah but then you know the Cap Captain America has the, had some interesting writers that have gone off on this, this these uh, these stories aren't aren't completely new you know it's easy to just think of him as the flag waving superhero but in in his comic he's covered a lot of uh, civil rights issues and and a lot of political ground but then right. when you when you read the captain america story there's a like little moment where daredevil is like oh that explains why he was talking like that so it's all it, it's you know on the one hand it could be like okay well this is why he's talking like that in this issue but on the other hand it could be in the captain america book they're like well we have to explain why we why Anne had written him like that. So, um, and you know, he's he's talking about how Victor is a true immigrant, and he had this dream, and and you know, and then <laughs> Daredevil kind of pulls the. He's sitting there listening to him, and he goes, "Yeah, but you know, we've always been terrible. You know, look at how we treated uh, the Native American Indians that were here first. They had dreams too, and we crushed all of those." This is nice, cheery. <laughs> yeah, I know. Very, very political issue. So yeah. the the conversation ends up getting broken up. By Victor's wife. This yeah. is actually where she explains yes. about you know, mm -hmm. his power and um, how he's trying to recreate the or you know revisualize the dream. I guess yeah, of yeah. How he's able to create it. Yeah, and, she, this and, is where she mentions that if the car is destroyed, he doesn't have any record. He doesn't have any way of recreating it. So it's like this is we've got to protect the car. You know, right. We've got to make sure. sure it's enough, okay. at that moment, you know, thanks to that newscast where, where we find out that people are trying to hunt this guy down for. Uh, you know, this fake propaganda, mm -hmm. um, he, like eight guys come over, they find the house and they're, and they're going to destroy this car that, that supposedly does not fly. Yeah. And Daredevil, Daredevil and Captain America are like, no, we got to protect it at all costs. We get a great splash page. The art in this issue is actually pretty fun. Mm -hmm. I, I do like the art. We get this great splash page of Captain America and Daredevil. Of course, Daredevil's in the front because this is his issue. Mm -hmm. And they're just storming off to try to stop these guys. And they get to a huge battle in the garage. Mm -hmm. We're talking like these guys are just going after Captain America and um, Daredevil too. It's like yeah. they are not holding back. They're it's all armed with, with tools and um yeah, you know, with pipes. We get some really cool um, acrobatic daredevil moves and some awesome kicks. It's a really well drawn fight scene. I, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. 
Um, not a lot of dialogue, um, which Anna Senti likes to do sometimes when she uh, lets the artist sort of just kind of tell the mm-hmm. tell it through the images. But ultimately, what ends up happening at the end is, um, yeah, they beat the bad guys, but unfortunately, the car got completely destroyed. Yeah, it got damaged in the fight, and we see moments of it being hit here and there. Just just uh, small little moments of it being hit when someone like swings and misses one of the heroes, or. Um, you know, something gets thrown at somebody and or falls down, and um, and then at the very end, Victor, who is dreaming elsewhere, wakes up and and realizes what's happened, and then we have the the reveal. They pull back to show the the two heroes standing there with the guys around yeah, the completely and, destroyed. And car. what happened too is he left a note saying, you know, like meet me at the house. Mm-hmm. I've got to go do something. So Captain America, this happens off page. Captain America and Daredevil go to the house. And they realize, oh, no, he's actually going over somewhere else. Um, And that's why um, Captain America, when he said at the beginning, we didn't get there in time. Mm -hmm. That's why they didn't get there in time because they were were told to go to the house. So we automatically believe that this guy is going to be committing suicide. And he didn't want Daredevil and Captain America to stop him because of, you know, he's an immigrant. He feels like, you know, just no matter what he, he does, you know, with the letter from the IRS, the FBI coming in, the crashing the car that, you know, there's no place for him in America because, mm-hmm. you know, he can't do it. So they get there. We get to the top of the rooftop. He is completely covered in that American flag. And then he just jumps. And then we have a, we have a shot of Daredevil smiling after the jump. And we realize, hey, hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. he's, not, he's not killing himself. And we find out that he actually, thanks to one of his dreams, has created a jet pack and is able to fly. Yeah. And then the American flag falls down into, um, into Captain America's hands and he's holding the flag and he's like, this is the flag that I know and I love. Well, and um, Victor's wife is in the background kind of cheering on. So yeah. it, it has a little bit of a happy ending, I guess, yeah. for being such a dark issue. Yes. Yeah. It does indeed. It's, uh, yeah, it's, and, and, you know, as we said, it's Mark, Mark Begley doing the art. It's the only issue I think he does. Uh, artful for a while i think um next time we get back into daredevil land not only do we return to new york um but we have lee weeks as the artist for a while so and i'm really i'm really excited for him to come back to new york it's yes you know anna senti stuff was great it it Mm -hmm. was a fun nice little i guess probably year and a half of him on the on the on the not on the run but traveling like the wanderer Mm -hmm. um but I'm ready for him to get back into into New York, start lawyering, yeah. Yeah. start uh, you know seeing these familiar uh, foes. Um, yes, it's, it's going to be exciting to get back into it. But anyway, so yeah. that's all we're covering for Daredevil today. But we're going to go over those three issues of Captain America. And yeah. at this point, uh, like Jamie had mentioned, the the part with or um, the Daredevil issue has already happened in continuity. So. Uh, Captain America is further along. Yes. And this, this first issue, 374, has an amazing cover. I actually really like this issue a lot, Jamie. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it, and it starts out with Captain America versus Bullseye. And we don't know it's Bullseye yet. I mean, we do because of the cover. But mm-hmm. Captain America is kind of – he doesn't know. And he's figuring out because we're actually jumping into this storyline mid-battle. Yeah. And it is it, – it, and it's also kind of cool because Ron Lim is the penciler. Yeah, who's incredible. And, yeah, and, and uh, Ron Lim from Infinity, you know, all the Infinity War stuff and, and Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm. So it's really fun seeing him draw Captain America, but also Daredevil. Yeah. Um, and, and he, because he has a very unique style. Uh, but like I said, so we start mid action. Yeah, and if, it's a carryover uh, from the previous issue where um, 
uh, Cap is investigating in a building that, uh, that exploded where the drugs were being uh, manufactured, the ice that was being manufactured. And but what I really like here, though, Jamie, is the fact that they make Bullseye very, very difficult for Captain America to beat. Yeah, and if you think about it, like fighter. Captain America and, and uh, Daredevil fighting one-on-one, Daredevil doesn't really stand a chance. I mean, when it really comes down to it, Daredevil might be able to prolong the fight because of being acrobatic. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to it, Captain America is a very good combat fighter, mm-hmm. just has a super strength, has got the shield, you know, he, he just, he's got the durability. He doesn't stand a chance, Daredevil, ultimately. <laughs> you know, I, well, I mean, maybe you disagree, but I think eight out of ten times, at least, Captain America would probably win on, on a one-on-one combat. Yeah, no, I and, agree, because like, like we were saying, it's, uh, he, whenever they've met in the past, it's always been some explanation of one of them being not quite right so that's the way that they can it's, it's the same thing with spider-man where they always have to depower or create a like you know for for a lot of captain america versus daredevil either captain america's not in the right mind or he's holding back to not make it too right. difficult for daredevil because he's got a, the sense to to know but, that but i like right. the fact though that they make um bullseye kind of a worthy foe i mean like it, yeah it takes Cap- Captain America. Well, let's just go through it. So it starts out with, you know, this blade is coming at, it's actually a shovel, a mini shovel is coming at Captain America. Yeah, it's a very he, smart move. blinded by a flashlight yeah. that's being thrown as well. Yeah, Bullseye does a double throw where he throws a flashlight uh, high into Captain America's eyes, which uh, brings makes him bring the shield up to block. And he's blinded by the, the flashlight, but, but he's also thrown this small little um, this uh, worker's tool, this shovel, low, and it's kind of flying towards his uh, his exposed gut, <laughs> um, and and it hits. You know, it comes in. It's uh, doesn't it? It hits him in his leg, doesn't it? Yeah, his left leg. It takes out the the. It hits somewhere in his left leg in the in the nerves or the muscles, which makes it hard for him to balance, um, and. Uh, Captain America says, you know, this is someone I, I, someone out there who's sneaky and vicious and has an excellent aim. Um, I can't see who it is, but I see some movement. And, uh, you know, Bullseye very quickly does this, this dive, this roll, and then a throw. And it's just basically throwing whatever he can get his hands on on Cap to, to just distract him. Um, and, 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 yeah, and... Captain America doesn't know who it is, no. and what Bullseye is doing that is awesome. And additionally, in addition to throwing all these things at Captain America, he's also putting himself in position to not to like hide in the shadows. Yeah, he, he's 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 a, he's making it so Captain America can't find him, yeah. which is pretty cool because Captain America shines a flashlight at him, can't see him. But yeah, we get that really cool little. I really like that panel where um, it's where. Uh, Captain America is doing the somersaults mm-hmm. and the, the shield is just, they, sh- they draw the shield three times. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know if you noticed Jamie, but if you take a look behind the shield, you can see where his foot is to his head yeah. and his head to his foot. It's just drawn really, really cleverly. Yeah. It's a really cool panel. Yeah. Um, so bullseye just keeps tossing stuff. Like Jamie mentioned, anything he can find Captain America is deciding. He's like, okay, look, I got to get out of the dark. I'm going to have to figure this out. So I'm going to climb this thing. So he starts to climb up to the top of the building. Mm-hmm. Then we get, we, then we cut to this new part 
of the story, which is sort of kind of a B storyline that mm-hmm. kind of jumps into the main story, where we have Diamondback, who is just in a fight with Black Widow. Yeah. On on I believe Captain America at this point in the comics drives this or flies this machine that is like a, a sky cycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and Diamondback's. I guess stole it to go after Black Widow or, or something. It's not really clear. And she doesn't really know how to use it. And Captain America, you know, he left. So then they get in this fight, Diamondback and Black Widow, and it ends with um, this is the aftermath of all that we read, with uh, Diamondback coming up from the water, um, survived, gets back on the on the um, the bike. And it's like, I gotta get out of here because if Black Widow is still alive, I don't want to fight her right now. Yeah. Yeah, so anyways, see back, back to the Captain there. America and Bullseye fight. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's cool. So now Captain America has got the high ground. He's trying to find a spot where he can figure out who this person is. And uh, Bullseye just keeps throwing things. And Bullseye's figuring out. He's like, okay, um, I got to figure, you know, like the shield. I can't puncture the shield. I, yeah. you know, I got to get it out. It's, I don't know. It's, just, it's, it's really cleverly written. It's He's really trying cool. to keep distance as well. He realizes that Captain America is trying to get close up to him because he knows that in hand-to-hand that Captain America will probably best him so he's trying to he's he's basically throwing things to keep him distant and try and get away from him um and he knows that his his leg is injured because he threw that shovel into it so um he's using the fact that he's got a little more speed to get out of there um and uh that's when captain america realizes who it is it's uh he calls out and says all right bullseye hold it right there i've had about enough of you and bullseye jumps away and is like oh he knows who i am that's cool <laughs> um and as he's saying that um diamondback flies over but that's yeah. that is really cool though jamie because as we we found out in the very mm-hmm. first appearance bullseye cares so much about his image and yeah. he really really wants people to think he is awesome yeah so i really like the fact that he actually does get excited that captain america knows who he is mm-hmm. yeah um diamondback flies over at this point and and daredevil basically um daredevil, uh, bullseye runs the numbers and says you know I, this, this was fun but there's no way i'm gonna fight two of them i'm not getting paid um he's he's basically doing this to try and win back favor with the kingpin he said he'll take mm-hmm. care of some business because the kingpin's kind of uh, kicked him out because uh, typhoid mary is now his number one um, so he's like, I'm getting out of here. And, uh, he jumps out the window and smashes through a car and mentions, you know, he's, he's got the adamantium lace bones. So that's an advantage for him. And, uh, he leaves and as he's leaving, he sees, um, Diamondback and Captain America. They're talking about Black Widow and, uh, there, and, uh, Captain America says, keep circling. I've got to find Bullseye. He's my first priority. And, and Bullseye sneaks away and says, you know, next time we meet, maybe. I'll take a little more. Um, I'm not going to let you off so easily. Um, Then we bounce to Uptown and we see some some of the uh, people who have been using the drugs. Um, They they do a drive-by. They uh, steal a car and then drive by and open fire. So we're getting this idea that there's a drug war brewing, which is the streets of poison. Uh, the whole storyline is about this drug war that's going on, this uh, production of ice and uh, these two gangs fighting and that's where Kingpin comes into it. He's, he's on one side. Um, and he he's getting, we cut to him in Fisk Building. He's there with uh, Mary and he mentions, you know, that there's been three drive-by shootings of crack dealers in one night, crack dealers whose earnings ultimately flow into my coffers. Um, this is not the Punisher style who's doing this and he's getting angry and um, Typho Mary mentions you know it looks like a gang war is uh, looks like someone's trying to start a gang war someone's trying to make inroads to your turf um, and he's you know he's angry that Bullseye hasn't got back to him yet 
Um, then we cut to Avengers headquarters, currently under reconstruction. Um, and Cap's walking through with Diamondback, and um, uh, he has a couple of people that, that help him out during this period that he's working with. And we see a couple of moments where Cap gets angry at people. He's kind of snappy. And uh, this is the, the the indication that the drugs have affected him, that he's ingested this this hyper um, dosage of ice during the explosion that we mentioned. And uh, it's affecting him because of the super soldier serum. So he's angry. At, uh, it's Peggy is one of the people that's helping him. And he really snaps at her and says, you know, you it's uh, you got a you called in Black Widow to try and help me, but it's not an Avengers thing. You went above my head and I'm kind of mad at you and she's upset. And you know, this shows how powerful this this uh, ice really is, Jim, yeah. because if you think of all the superheroes, Captain America is definitely one mm-hmm. of the heroes that has the strongest will and would be able to fight this stuff. Yeah. And, it, it, and this is the early stages of it, James. Yeah. This is the early stages. And he's got so many people throughout these issues that are trying to help him that they're telling him, you were exposed, let us help you. And he just can't believe it. Yeah. And it shows how powerful it is. And he yeah. does get angry and he goes off on these guys for trying to help him. But gets angry at it, Peggy, gets angry at uh, John Jameson, who's helping everybody. him. Everybody, yeah. Angry and, and it just shows you how powerful yeah. that ice is. Yeah, he snaps at everybody and then storms off and says, I'm going to take care of this. I'll do it myself. I don't really need you. And then uh, Diamondback changes into an undercover costume, which is <laughs> just... Black. It's the same costume, well, it, but black. It's, she she wears a wig um, yeah. and and a little mask, so it is a little bit different. That's like, true. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then she says, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep tabs on Cap, make sure he's okay because something's not right the way he's been talking to people. Um, then we see uh, we see uh, Bullseye again, and he's uh, he's trying to find out what's going on. Why are people getting involved in this this seeming uh, drug war? And there's a guy, it's a great moment where he's grabbed this guy in an arcade, I think it is. Or, um, and he's, you know, holding him up, threatening him, talking to him, saying, where did you get the drugs that you were using? This guy's sneaking up behind him and he's about to pull out uh, a gun. He's got his hand inside his jacket and Bullseye's holding a sigh. He turns and throws it and pierces the guy's hand to, to, his, <laughs> to his chest. So, um I, I think that's definitely that that guy's not surviving that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely not. Yeah. So he basically kills a couple of people and then we see our hero. We see uh our hero Daredevil. He's swinging and he's uh he's happy. He says uh you know it's so great to be back in in uptown. He's he's in Midtown Manhattan and it says it, it feels like so ages funny, since Jamie, I lost it. Anytime Daredevil's happy, it, it's great. Yeah. Because it, it happens so rarely. So it's always <laughs> nice when you get a little moment when he's actually, you know, chin up a little happy. Yeah. Yeah. So he's swinging along and he's saying, it's been so long since I did this after all these weeks wandering about upstate. It's going to take me a while to get acclimated to the bigger city's rhythms and sensations again. So he's just swinging to, to kind of rediscover the city and he's swinging around and uh, he has a moment where he misjudges a swing and uh, needs a trusty flagpole, which we haven't seen him grab one in a while, oh, have we? It's see, so that's what's so great about being back in New York. We're yeah. going to have a whole bunch of flagpole yeah. panels. It's going to be great. Yeah, so he misjudges and he uses the flag. He, he reaches for the flagpole, but he knows he's going to miss it, so he grabs the flag. Um, and the flag... Kind of, oh, are you okay? Oh, yeah, I'm good. It's all good. <laughs> uh, the flag tears off of the flagpole, and he's falling, so he uses his billy club to wrap around the gargoyle and swings down and says you know um i'm definitely out of practice i need a little bit more work um and the flag 
flaps down and, and touches the ground. And this is where he has a moment where he mentions the previous Daredevil issue where he's, uh, he says, you know, the flag touched the ground. I'm sure Captain America would be kind of mad at me. Um, and then uh, he, this is where he says, he says, it's hard to say when I ran into Captain America last night, there was something really off about him. He was very edgy, like he was overworked or distraught about something. So there's a there's that nice little explanation of Anderson he's right of Captain America, um, and that's that's uh, we cut over to Cap and he's flying around he's following various cars and uh, you know he's being really aggressive this is like incredible uh, angry uh, drugged up Cap who like th- he throws his shield into a tire of a car that's fleeing from him after he swoops down in his sky cycle. And oh my course, goodness, the car just flips yeah. out because of that. The car like completely flips over on its side, skids to a halt, and he's on the car in seconds, opens the door and just lifts the guy out of here and just basically says, you know, he says every time you buy drugs, you are financing murder. You are, you've got to get out of here. You know, this is my turf, basically. And he walks away with a smile on his face saying, I don't think you got the message. Um, so, uh, so this issue ends with Diamondback and John Jameson. Mm-hmm. They are going out trying to look for Captain America. Yeah. And uh, they end up heading out to, I can't remember where it is exactly, but... The Upper Walter, East Side. Colette's Fashion Boutique in the Upper East Side. Ah, yes. And while they're out, um, we get another drive-by. Yeah. And uh, it's not really clear at this point if the drive-by was meant for these guys or the store that they're at. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so um, the bullets start to come and Diamondback sees them and she's like, oh crap, I got to react fast. So she actually does this cool little kick mm-hmm. and kicks Jay, uh, or, or not Jay Jonah, uh, kicks uh, John down on the ground mm-hmm. and ends up jumping in front of the fire and gets shot several times in the back and then the car like bolts off yeah, and we're like, Oh my goodness. She just sacrificed herself for, um, uh, for John. And, and I'm not sure if people know this, but Diamondback is not bulletproof. No. So anyway, so it's sort of like, Oh, so that's kind of a cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, and then that takes us to, uh, the next issue. Yeah. 375, yeah. which is, which and this is, get, uh, Captain America was coming out every two weeks at this stage. It's kind of incredible that the same uh, creative team uh, across this whole, uh, miniseries, this mini storyline. Can I just say, I really like how Ron Lim draws Captain America. Yeah. I think it looks so cool. His Daredevil looks great too, but I just really like his Captain America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's kind of squat, but uh, like uh, stocky almost. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we, we have a, uh, a direct um, open. We see uh, Diamondback. We see uh, John Jameson on the floor. We see Diamondback taking the bullets in the back. Um, it's called the devil, you know, nice. Um, and then she drops down and, uh, uh, John kind of comes to rolls over and says, uh, what's going on? There's no, there's no blood. Those slugs were on the ground flattened. That new costume of hers must be lined with bulletproof Kevlar. Uh, she's not decked. She's just knocked unconscious. So we have a nice little, uh, Hey, she's okay. And she says, you know, it hurts though. Um, so we we go to uh, we go to a warehouse where Captain mm-hmm. America is trying to find more information out about this drug war, and right now he's looking for this guy named Jerkweed. Yeah, <laughs> who's this, this? Jerry Weederman, but he goes by Jerkweed. Yeah, this scene is actually crazy. This is like uh, how he behaves in this. It's like it just it, it's it's kind of you know it's colored in this this kind of uh, weird nightmarish uh, pink and reds and purples and. And Captain America's gone in there, like you say, looking for Jerry Jerkweed. Um, and he's talking about, 
it's like this weird scene where all of the kids that have been in there dancing have just stopped and they're just looking at him and he's like i know he's there and i know you know yeah he says uh such a big man this this mr jerkweed is hiding behind mini skirts and dungarees and a pack of timid teenagers. I do do, do believe Mr. Jerkweed is what you might call chicken. <laughs> he starts <laughs> making chicken noises, and he's going. He's, he's standing there making chicken noises like uh, something from Arrested Development. And, and then one one of the people, everyone's got this like crazed look on their face where they're just wide eyed looking at him like, "What is going on?" And this one guy thinks, "Dude's gone crazy." <laughs> and then Jack. Uh, Jerkweed appears. He grabs someone. He's got a gun to their head, and Captain America just very calmly uh, just just takes the shield off his back and like casually throws it so that it completely severs the gun. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes he goes crazy. Grabs him, uh, you know, grabs the guy up and says, uh, "Okay, I've been I've been very nice up until now, but now I'm gonna get I'm gonna." start freaking you out and smashes through a window we get a very batman moment here yeah yeah he goes all scary cap scary cap flies up in on his sky cycle way up into the air and he's holding the guy uh he does the you know does the classic thing about like my arm's getting tired uh, um and he's he says basically what who who's running all this who's doing it all and uh we find out it's uh mr fisk uh our, our friend uh wilson the kingpin um and then we see the gang that have been driving around doing the drive-bys um having by by the way the mm-hmm. worst high five in the history of high fives look at their high five yeah it's, it's like terrible it's, it's like, terrible it's like they missed it's, it's like they missed or they hit wrists or something They're like hey don't leave me hanging um they see this uh this homeless guy that's knocking around and uh he uh throws two bottles at them, knocks them down, throws a, a, a trash can, a dustbin lid at one of their throats while he's reaching for his gun, takes him out. And they're all like, oh, are you the Punisher? You? And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm the Punisher. Yeah, that, that works for me. Come on, let's go. Um, and uh, he makes them get in the car and tells them to take him to who's, who's telling them to go and do all these, these uh, hits. Um, this, is, this is bullseye. This is bullseye. Yeah, which Sorry. we should just say. It's, yeah, it, but he's like, yeah, okay, sure. I'm the Punisher. Let's go. Yeah, that works. Um, and then uh, we cut to Wilson Fisk. He's in a. Um, oh, this is a great scene. Jim. Yeah, he's in a restaurant. Scene, yeah. He's having a nice meal. Um, Mary's there as well, and he has uh, several bodyguards around. And he says, <laughs> "I like the one, the one thing that he's he wants. I want more potatoes." <laughs> <laughs> I always think of uh, the Kingpin as a big potato fan. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, give me more of the carbs. Um, so, so Captain America shows up. Now, now yeah. Kingpin is sitting at a table with Mary yeah. of, of the typhoid. And um, he's got four or no, he's got three security guards, one standing and, and two that are sitting on either side. Oh, actually, no, it's just two. It's two. Yeah. Two, uh, and the, the other rest of the waiters, aren't he's they? He's got two security guards that are sitting next to him while he eats. It's mm-hmm. kind of funny. And then Typhoid is completely empty on her side. It just seems kind of odd. Yeah. So anyway, so Captain America shows up and, you know, he's, he's you know, being a little cocky. Hey, I hear the Paz Suprema Vera is overcooked here, Kingpin. Yeah. What do you think? And, yeah, he comes uh, in basically just like he grabs one of the bodyguards on the shoulder and throws him out of the car, uh, out of the out of the, the chair. And the bodyguard says, "Like I think he dislocated my shoulder, yeah. <laughs> falls to the ground." And I, I just like it because uh, Captain 
um, um, Kingpin, his uh, his security guards, like mm-hmm. you know, do as they're supposed to. They reach for their guns, and Kingpin's just like, no, hold on, just yeah. just wait. It's okay. To, to, like like, let's hear what Captain has to say because Kingpin is afraid of nobody. Yeah. He's afraid of no one, so he's like, I want to hear this out. Yeah, and Cap and Captain America, while he is eating uh, and drinking the, the wine guards, as well, that's the crazy thing. He grabs the the glass of wine and just starts drinking that. That is funny. So he starts eating the pasta too, and yeah. uh, he wants to get information on the drug war. And of course, you know, Kingpin's like, "Hey, look, I'm a legitimate businessman, but if I did know something, type of thing." Yeah. Um, if I if I, if I had heard word of what was happening, then that word would be this. And um, we also have a little moment where uh, Mary, opposite him, is trying to get into his mind and mentions that he completely resists her quote charms. So. Um, and he just leaves. He just is like, <laughs> okay, I'm not going to stick around for dessert. See ya. Um, and then Daredevil swings down and says, hey, can we talk? Um, and that's uh, that's our brief little Daredevil moment before we quickly bounce over to uh, a couple of other storylines. There's a, like a lot of bouncing around between the storylines here. We see uh, John Jameson um, taking care of Diamondback that she's been out for 18 hours nearly. And uh, says, you know, We've got to go. We've got to be careful. You got to be careful. You got her. Um, no sudden movements and all of that. And she says, "Okay, well, we've got to help Cap, so I'm going to go take a shower and we can go get get help in." And then we get a little shot of uh, Bullseye furthering along, mm-hmm. working for uh, for Kingpin and uh, finding uh, you know more information. More information, yeah. And then uh, then we have a great moment. We have uh, oh, Daredevil so and Cap are talking. And Cap is still like out, out of his head on drugs at this stage. Um, and uh, Daredevil says, you know, I've been looking for you since we ran into each other in upstate. Uh, something seemed wrong. You seemed upset. And I just wanted to ask you something. And he puts his hand up to, to uh, you know, say, look, if you need help, um, I'll be here. I'm your friend. And Captain America <laughs> grabs his wrist and says, you know, uh, it, it's very touching, but why didn't you just let me do my job? And Daredevil's like, wow, he's uh, he's going to snap my wrist. And, and then we get an amazing fight. This yeah. fight is so awesome. Mm-hmm. It starts with, and Daredevil's the one that takes the first punch. Yeah. And even and he's even like, oh, my goodness. You know, like, he was going to break my wrist, so I had to do something. He's like, yeah. sorry, Cap, you didn't give me a choice. And Captain America's like, oh, I love this. So the little devil wants to fight, huh? Mm-hmm. It's cool. And then they get into this fight. Now, remember, when they fought in Madison Square Garden, Daredevil was the one that was under, I guess we'll say, a type of mind control. Yeah. But he knew what he was doing a little bit. He was like, you know, he started to kind of release and figure out, you know, I shouldn't be fighting Captain America. This yeah. doesn't feel right. Yeah. At no point does Captain America feel any type of remorse. At no, all. he just goes for it. He's just like, yeah. okay, let's go for a fight. And they run exactly. off, they get into a And that's park. why Captain America is so dangerous. Yeah. And Daredevil stands his ground for a while. You know, Daredevil yeah. starts to run, realizes he needs to, you know, gain advantage. And I love this part. So Captain America throws his shield. Daredevil sees it coming at it. He get at him. He gets his billy club, sticks his billy club up, and actually catches the shield and flings it over the shoulder. I yeah. thought that was so cool. Yeah, he does a little uh, redirect to the shield and sends it flying. And uh, and, and then Captain America, we see some of the paranoia. He's like, okay, so the Avengers have got to you, eh? They've, they've told you the lies about me. And he's like, nope, Cap, this is all me. You've got to, something's not right. Um, and basically, Daredevil's just avoiding being hit because he knows that if Captain America hits him, 
he's done for. He's like throwing, yeah, he's throwing yeah. real punches. And, uh, you know, he says his metabolism's going crazy. The super soldier serum in him frustrates my hypersenses. But his heartbeat and his breathing don't telegraph his moves like ordinary people. Um, I've got to stay out of his way. And he manages to get a couple of hits in avoiding him. But then Captain America grabs his ankle when he goes to kick him. And he basically just throws him into... A, um, a slide in, in the park that they're fighting in and Captain America comes at Daredevil. Daredevil gets one hit in and saying, look, I've got to keep him away but then Cap catches the next punch and, uh, you know, is about to s- just break his hand and uh, he gets him. He hits him full on. You know, he, he avoids a couple of more hits. Uh, mentions this is funny. He mentions like the, you know, that Daredevil uses his feet too much. <laughs> yeah. so, oh, with the feet again, um, Captain America punches him and wins him completely, and then just knocks him out with like a big, huge punch to the back of the a head. A big thug. Yeah, and then that is uh, a, that is a that is a powerful punch. Yeah. that is one of the the most powerful punches I think I've seen Daredevil ever take. Yeah, and it's a nice, it's a really well drawn one too because he always oh, even like a one two three he kind of blocks a kick, ducks a punch, gets him in the guts, and then as he's kind of bending over from the the window, he uh, punches him over the back of the head and he drops to the ground and he basically just says, "Stay down, otherwise I'm going to keep hitting you until you can't stay down anymore. You've got no choice." Um, and, the, and the very last part of the issue is is as daredevil is laying there captain america's feet walk away and then a new set of feet come up yep and uh you know daredevil goes footsteps who and it's crossbones yes yeah so we have a nice little intro of another player in the storyline so um the cover of 376 has cap blocking a kick from black widow as diamondback comes in on the other side and we see that daredevil bullseye crossbones and kingpin all feature um so it's a nice little uh, group of people we uh, not all of them are ever in the same panel ever but um so we see daredevil and he's sort of basically again it's a direct leap um or a direct uh, carryover and daredevil Crossbones kicks him over and says, what do we got here? And and Daredevil basically is saying, like, you know, I can barely move. I'm still dazed from that beating Cap gave me, but this guy's big. Um, He has an unfamiliar scent, a very powerful heartbeat. I better lie still and pretend I'm unconscious until I know what's going on. But it's funny because he's trying to figure out if the guy is a friend or foe. If you're laying on the ground and somebody puts their foot on you and says, well, well, what did we hear? They're definitely not a friend. Yeah, not not too friendly. And then uh, Crossbones does this thing where he's like, well, it looks like we got a, a, he says, a genuine New York superhero, DD. Now, what could that stand for? Devil dog, death dodger, danger dude. Uh, He says, you look pretty rough. Uh, Someone's done this to you, double D. Um and we see he's still he's still playing he's still like staying as still as he can Daredevil. and then we have a very weird moment yeah this this moment really kind of threw me off a little bit because what happens is daredevil uh, crossbones is like let's let's see here let's see who this guy is because he's not talking he actually looks underneath he takes off the mask and looks at it yeah he just took a, a peek at his face and then drops him and decides to walk off. So Daredevil's conscious, and he let this random stranger mm-hmm. actually find out what his secret identity is. I was like, that is really weird. It is very weird. He basically says, oh, you're a handsome devil, aren't you? Anyway, I better leave you, guy. I'll, uh, uh, maybe I'll find you again someday. 
peace, baby. But I thought that was kind of neat from Crossbones' perspective that yeah. he actually, just, hey, I'm going to see who Daredevil is. Yeah. But at the same time, Daredevil would not have ever allowed him to do that. Yeah. Even yeah. though he's hurting, Daredevil's got, you know, he, he's he, the adrenaline or whatever you want to call it. He's got something inside of him that will make him continue to fight. He yeah. has been beat up worse than this before. Yeah. So and he'd even, he even just getting away would be, off. yeah, he would have at least tried to get away, especially considering how, uh, how delicate he probably feels about his, uh, identity considering what happened during the last time it was exposed. Um, Crossbones walks away and, and, and Daredevil basically says, I don't know who that guy is. He didn't put his name in his mo- when he was monologuing. I thought he was going to say his name at least once. Um, he smells of gunpowder, explosives and oiled steel. He's armed to the teeth. Um, and we see Crossbones runs into the restaurant that uh, Captain America left in the last issue, uh, goes into the kitchen entrance, walks in, kills a couple of... Uh, the staff cooks uh cooks security guards whatever everyone that's in there um and he, he says this is kind of horrible he's killing everyone around and he basically says spaghetti slingers make too much noise dying better haul before my target gets suspicious he runs into the room where kingpin is and uh, takes out the security guards pretty quickly um kingpin has to kick into action him and mary basically step up and they start uh, Kingpin flips the table to protect himself from crossbones. Uh, he throws a, a blade at them, and Mary takes the blade out and throws it back at him. And just as he's about to get hit by the blade, uh, Daredevil's billy club knocks him in the head to knock him out of the way. Um, and Daredevil says, "You know, sorry, I hit you in the head, but I bet that felt better than the knife would have done." Um, and then See, now, this is one thing that they kind of kind of sucks a little bit is that if this story would have been in a daredevil book yeah. with like say Anna Senti or somebody else writing it, yeah. um, we would have had a bigger moment between daredevil, daredevil and typhoid Mary here Yeah, because the last time he was in New York and the last time that we saw this, the last time that they were together, we know what happened, but Mary or typhoid Mary, you know, who was being somewhat controlled by Kingpin. Yeah. Um, they tore daredevil apart. Yeah. I mean, they broke him down probably more than he's ever been broken down physically and emotionally. Yeah. You know, his relationship with Karen, who he was so happy with completely got destroyed is his law firm, everything. And we don't really get a moment of him being like, Oh my goodness, there she is. He do, like, yeah. He doesn't even mention her. He mentions Kingpin. He says, you know, he comes into the room and says, I, I can detect the Kingpin in this room, but no but mention. See, that, of that's the disadvantage of this not being in a daredevil book. Cause yeah. we kind of missed out on that moment. Yeah, and and you know, Kingpin says, you know, there's my greatest nemesis, Daredevil, fighting in my interest for once. Um, as much as I'd like to make certain my would-be assassin pays for his temerity, I've got to get out of it. Uh, so Typhoid and him escape while Daredevil and Crossbones go to fight. And as a good, this is again, this is like, you know, Daredevil's like, my name's Daredevil, just because you know you kept getting my name wrong. What's yours? And the guy's like, use your imagination. <laughs> Just throws him crossbones, gives him a couple of punches. Well, and he we says, look at my shirt, too. He's like, yeah. can't you see on my shirt? That's what my name is. And Daredevil's like, crap, yeah. can't see. Oh, no, <laughs> my, my, my one weakness. Um, and he, we have a little mention of his of crossbones metabolism being so strong that he can't anticipate his moves. Um, um, but he sees that Kingpin's leaving. Um, so we leave them having a fight. We have a little moment of... Uh, Captain America getting he, he grows a quick five o'clock shadow and his eyes go crazy as he starts he, to hallucinate. He starts yeah, this is where the hallucination starts to come in. He, yeah. 
And, you know, he says, I haven't slept. I haven't slept in a, in days, almost a week. I just need sleep. I'm going to be okay. I've just got to solve this case. I've got to get some sleep. What's going on? Get out of my head and screams. He sees all of his... Uh, all of his, all of his uh, friends and foes just basically telling him that he's worthless. Um, we see uh, uh, Jameson and Diamondback talking about how they've got to go and help Cap. And just as they're leaving, they have uh, Black Widow comes. And basically, Diamondback thinks they're going to have a big fight. But then uh, Black Widow basically says, no, I got the story from Peggy. Um and, you know, I told you I was an Avenger the last time we, we met. You didn't believe me. We had that big fight for no reason. Um, but we need to work together to help Cap as much as we can. Um, back in Little Italy where the, the fight's kind of over because Daredevil's trapped under a table and Crossbones is... Uh, um, got, he basically says, you know, Kingpin's getting away and I can't waste too much time with this idiot. I've got to go and get him. Um Kingpin this gets away. Kind of, this, this is kind of weird to me, Jamie, because so Daredevil, or at this point, Kingpin is gone. He, yeah. he snuck away. Crossbone is mad because we find out obviously Crossbones is working for somebody. We don't know who at this point. Yeah. But he's like, uh oh, this guy is going to be mad at me. And then Daredevil, uh, who's saying it was Daredevil's fault, he realizes that Daredevil is gone too, right? So he goes out and he leaves, and Daredevil is 100 feet up in the air just watching. Yeah. Like, how did he get up there so quickly if he's hurt so bad yeah. and watching Crossbone leave? It's like, why would he do that? He would not have left. I mean, unless he really didn't think he could beat Crossbones one-on-one. Yeah, I don't think he, I think he knew that he could. And he says, you know, he, he says he's not feeling so hot. He's, uh, he mentions that he's up here watching Crossbones. Look. Crossbones runs out, sees that Kingpin's got away and says, you know, dead, it's, this is Daredevil's fault. I'm going to go back and kill him. And like you say, he's gone and he's, he's up um uh, quote unquote watching from by a, a water tower and we have this weird little moment which actually references what's going to be happening in in the daredevil book regularly he's standing up there and he says you know i don't feel so good uh, it took all my strength to get up here uh, to climb a fire escape so i probably wouldn't have lasted long against um, that guy he's, he's so much stronger and then he says you know i don't feel so hot. all that physical abuse right after the metaphysical abuse i took in that demonic dimension which is uh, talking about his, what's been going on in his own book. Uh, some hero I am. I must be losing my grip. Don't know if I've taken too many blows to the head tonight or what, but I feel I, I, I forget. And he kind of vanishes into the shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't... I just, I just don't think Daredevil would have left. Well, we, we, we find out in his book that stuff's going on. There is, there is stuff that's happening. That, um, you know. Okay. Fair so, enough. Yeah. Um, Kingpin and, and Mary are driving off. We see them driving off, and uh, Kingpin's basically putting two and two together. And he says, "You know, I know who, what's going on here. Um, I've got to find out who hired that guy to kill me." But I've got, and, I've got. And then we actually see who hired him because we go to Battery Park and yeah. we find out that the Red Skull was the one who had hired um, uh, Crossbones to kill Kingpin. Yeah, and. Uh, He's very, you know, at this point, doesn't seem too mad. He's just like, okay, just come on up to my place. We're going to discuss, you know, what's going to go on. Skull out. Mm -hmm. But obviously, Crossbones is a little bit nervous about this. Well, anyway, so the way that this issue ends is Captain America is actually finally taken in and uh, they're able to try to get him help. And it's how they do it is there's this big battle um, while Captain America is once again interrogating some some druggies. Um, we have um, Diamondback, John, and Black Widow, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Look, we're taking you in, Cap. 
something's wrong with you and they, they fight mm-hmm. and um, Captain America is, you know, do, you know, holding his own. But what ends up happening is that, uh, and it's probably because he's tired too, right? Um, that one, once he gets hit low, uh, Captain America or Captain Her- Captain America gets hit low, which causes him to kind of turn and Black Widow comes in and, and uses her um, widow's bite at close range yeah. and hits him in the head and makes him go unconscious. Yeah. And at this and Diamondback, who by the way, Captain America knew who Diamondback was inside of her new outfit because he's like, Come on, your perfume's the same, you know, you're wearing a wig and new looks. I know who you are, Diamondback. Yeah. <laughs> but um after after um, Black Widow takes Captain down, they're very concerned. They're like, hey, why did you do that? I mean you could have caused brain damage, you know, with a widow's bite at, at that close. And, and yeah. <laughs> Black Widow's like Okay, come on. Like I, I know my opponent. I know my weapon. We're good. Yeah, I and know and uh, there's a little kind of little thing at the very end, which is neat, where we find out that Bullseye is is in position to um, as you know to kill uh, Red Skull. Yeah, which is kind of neat because yeah. Kingpin, you know, he was trying to impress Kingpin, and and you know, Kingpin wants to know who was trying to assassinate him, and and uh, Bullseye figured it out all on his own. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a Cool little ending, but yeah. but anyway, so that's the end of the Captain America books. I actually really like those stories, Jamie. I, I thought they were a lot of fun to read. Yeah, and we have uh, just just to, to not leave people hanging. Basically, that's the end of Daredevil's involvement in them. But Captain America goes and has a full blood transfusion to remove ice. Um, he, he he's the concern is that if he has this this uh, this blood wipe work that happens, it's going to take the soldier serum out of him, and it's going to affect him. His his concern is that he's not going to actually be Captain America anymore. Um, while this is going on, the Red Skull and the Kingpin, uh, the, the the Red Skull basically comes and says, "Look, I want to sell drugs in your turf. You'll get some money, your choice." And Kingpin's like, "Absolutely not. Who do you think you are? You don't get me here." And so they have this battle, and it's kind of it's funny. They set up this this meeting where they go and they basically strip down to their underwear <laughs> to, to fight <laughs> to determine who's going to uh, run things and. The deal that they come up with is the Red Skull says, "If I beat you, I get the whole thing, and uh, you you you've lost. If you win, I'll pay you a bunch of money, and uh, you know I'll leave. Uh, well done, it's all yours. But we're gonna fight, and they have this great fight. And uh, Red Skull is is a very capable fighter, but Kingpin is just like he uses brute strength, and at the end, he basically just falls on top of the Red Skull and pins him to the ground." And the Red Skull's like, okay, fine, all right, you've won, get off of me. Um, Cap fights Crossbones during this fight. Uh, he comes back after the blood transfusion, and he doesn't. Have, he, he senses that the soldier serum isn't there, and he's very concerned about like his abilities. But he manages to hold his own against Crossbones, and realizes that he is still a capable Captain America. So that's how that the Streets of Poison storyline ends. Um, but yeah, that was Daredevil's involvement in it. Was the, those those uh, those brief three issues. And we saw one of the best Daredevil fights. I really recommend checking, mm-hmm. getting that second issue there and uh, and reading the end of it because, man, it was like six to seven pages long and it was such an awesome fight. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. And uh, we've got one more comic that we're going to talk about today. Um, yes. The nice. annual. This is actually a biggie. It's like 50-some pages. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we, we won't talk page by page, but it's a part of a... Um, it's the Daredevil annual uh, number six. Uh, remember, there was that whole confusion about the numbering of the Daredevil annuals. But this one is number six. 
Um, and this one is part of a storyline called uh, Life Form um, about a... It's almost like a, a man-thing-ish kind of character. Um, I don't know what you'd call him. I guess he's, he's just called the Life Form. Um, and he's it's, a, crazy to, it's crazy to me, though, Jamie, because the way that this guy was created... Um, the, uh, there was a weapon that was being designed, a yeah. serum that, mm-hmm. that this guy wanted to use for um, as, as a weapon, but he stole it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it was ever created to begin with. Yeah, it says like, the looking at his uh, his history. His name is uh, George. What is that? Prufrock. Uh, he's the son of a wealthy, fanatical right wing libertarian named Jethro Prufrock, and uh, trained in physically and mentally by their father, along with his the rest of the family, to prepare for the world. Uh, this this craziness, um, and he wanted to be an actor. Um, but he became a scientist, and he's uh, it's all connected. To, it's a weird story. It's like connected to AIM. It's connected to all these things. They're experimenting with the programmer virus from a biotechnology lab. And in the middle of a robbery, he's attacked. Um, he he was attacked and killed by a guard um, while he was trying to steal the the serum and uh, kind of melded with it. And uh, that the, the first. Um, uh, encounter that he has. This is actually the second of four-part story. Um, he bumps into the Punisher, and they have a, a a battle very early on. But it's yeah, it's a very it's you know the 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 weird crossovery annual storylines are always kind of odd because it's like how much do you want to read all of the annuals, and how much do you care about the storyline, or are you just getting it for the character that's in it for that one thing? And um, they they try to burn the storyline out through the story through the 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 event through the life form event so luckily this issue though you don't really need to have read any of the other ones no no it's uh yeah it's four stories uh it's uh, and it says you know that it it tells you the other issues the other issues that are in is the punisher annual the hulk annual and the silver surfer annual but the four storylines the first one um is by Gregory Wright, and it's by a um, an artist named Cam Kennedy, who uh, UK um, uh, listeners might know from 2000 AD, and uh, American listeners might know, and UK listeners might know from a Dark Horse Star Wars um, uh, comic way back in the, I think it was in the 90s, I can't remember when it was, maybe late 80s, early 90s. Did, um, did you read those old Star Wars? Yeah, mm-hmm. That's cool. I've read a lot of the newer ones. I haven't really read any of the old ones. Are they worth checking out? They yeah, they're kind of think? fun. Yeah, they're, they're, they're good stories. One of them is like a directly, it takes place directly after uh, Return of the Jedi. And it's all about the Emperor's clones and Luke. And it's an interesting story. That's the one that Cam Kennedy did the artwork for. Um, this first storyline is, uh, like I said, by Gregory Wright. And it's a uh, Ben Uric story. So that'll make you happy. I do like Mr. Ben Urich. Yeah. And we see Lifeform uh, in this kind of weird gimpy mask pulling himself out of the um, out of the Hudson Bay, I guess. Um, and Ben Urich's talking about how he's heard about this story about the this creature, this Lifeform that's out there and mentions, you know, all these uh, crazy things that's been happening, sets up the story, um, how this thing 
uh, Punisher seemed to kill this life form in the same area where this robbery had taken place. This high-tech, power, high-powered virus was stolen from Programmer Biotech Lab upstate. Um, and Uri basically says, I don't think this is dead. I love the first image. It's like a, a really nice silhouette old style of uh, Ben sitting at a typewriter. You can only see his cigarette smoke and uh, his glasses reflecting the light and his shirt, but the rest is all shadow. Um, so we see the life form pulling itself out of the water, ready to cause some damage. Um, and then we see, uh, we see Daredevil. Nice little... Yeah, they do the classic little, you know, for, for readers who are reading the story mm-hmm. from the beginning but don't really know Daredevil, who he, who he is, what his powers are. So they do a quick little recap. And yeah. when they do it, it's neat because we get to see him doing some acrobatic flipping and everything. Yeah. And uh, after the recap... Daredevil hears a noise yeah, and, and uh, someone's saying, Oh my God, Oh my God. Um, and he pinpoints the scream and he jets off trying to get there as quick as he can with his billy club and rope. And uh, we find out that life form is chomp, chomp, chomp. He's eating somebody that's like ripping him apart yeah. and killing him. And he actually takes his mask off and his face is very deformed, just like his body is. And um, he ends up leaving. And when Daredevil gets to the to the scene of the crime, he's too late, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the guy is just ripped to shreds. But he ends up taking the mask. Yeah, he senses and, and, the chemicals and, and says, you know, there's something not quite right here. So and, he, and Daredevil's mad. He's like, dang it, I didn't get here in time. So he, he obviously feels like, you know, a little bit of the blame. And yeah. then we cut back to, to Ben Yurick and uh, Yurick is smoking. And this is funny because like everyone in the room is like, come on, will you stop smoking? What are you doing? Yeah. You're give us all cancer. Stop smoking. And Ben's just like, yeah, whatever. He, he, he like totally doesn't care. Yeah. Um, and then, and then Ben is getting the, the whole, the, the reason why this is kind of a Ben Yurick story is because Ben is, is um, obviously looking to write a story off of everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And he has this source who's, who says, I can stop them. Yeah, he you says know, I was working at the, uh, the the plant and I know some stuff about who's been infected and what's happening, so I can I can help you stop him. He says yeah. I can subdue the life form. Yeah. And then yeah, then we go see the life form and he's digging through the trash and and he's and uh, he's looking for medicine and mm-hmm. and the thing with him is he's not even though he's completely morphed into this mutant looking thing, he still has some of his regular senses and, yeah. and uh, his mind is trying to kind of fight it, um, which is kind of neat, but um, he's looking for medicine because obviously he's probably in excruciating pain. Yeah. Right he now. says that he's in pain. He needs medicine. He hurts. He hurts. And there's a voice inside him that's uh, telling him to hurt, to, to go and kill things, to feed on flesh for survival. Um, and then we see, uh, the wild boys, the wild boys, oh, is it the wild boys? Yeah. It's jet and yeah. Jet and sp- spit. spit. Are there. Yeah. And they're, they're just messing around with people, you know, they're throwing, they're stealing groceries and, uh, wallets off of people and telling them to get out of town. Um, and then they see, they see the life form and they're like, wow, what is this thing? Do you think we can mess around with it? Um, and by the way, the life form is looking way more creature like it's like he's, yeah he's morphing even more because when we first saw him in the first page he had more of a human shape and now he's got like a lot of humps and like yeah. muscles growing out of every which way yeah he kind of appeared well, the first appearance is very humanoid except for his right arm the second appearance is it's is the rest of his body is starting to change shape and his face is starting to change and now at this stage he looks almost like a like the man thing or like uh like something from swamp thing 
Um, the Wild Boys are like the Wild Boys. This is fun. This guy stinks. Yeah, he's got a very bad stench, and they're like, "Well, we'll take it. Let's go ahead and fight him." So they grab some knives, they throw them at him, and the knives like literally stick right into his head, and he pulls them out. Yeah, and it's funny. The, 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 there's a panel where the Wild Boys are like. Uh-oh, this yeah. is not good. And the man thing just kind of – or not man thing, sorry. Life form <laughs> just go ahead and smacks one and hits him up against the wall. And then um, I can't remember if it's spit or I don't remember which one's which. But yeah. one of the wild boys takes out the gun and starts firing and the bullets are doing nothing. And luckily Daredevil shows up at that moment. Yeah. And uh, he gets into a little fight and then Daredevil is jumped. This guy's got quick reflexes because Daredevil yeah. jumps over the life form and the life form reaches up and grabs him by the toes mm-hmm. and then th- and gets enough and then throws his body. Yeah. And then Jet, um, who uh, Spit was the guy who was grabbed earlier. Jet okay. is, uh, is, comes up and he has a, a gun as well. It's a little more powerful and he manages to shoot life form's left arm off completely. Um and Daredevil says, you know, they've bought me a little bit of recovery time, but this is weird. Um, Daredevil goes back at life form, um, just trying to get hits in. And we see these weird, these two cops appear, um, Robbins and um, some, I can't remember their names, but they're these two uh, Robbins and Hobbs, who are two weird, crooked cops who turn up and they're basically shaking down the wild boys and saying, hey, you've got to pay us some money for committing crimes in for being ignored and they say no way there's we're not doing any of that there's a fight going on in the alleyway daredevil's fighting this weird creature i think it's funny that when the wild boys are running away from life uh, life form and they see these guys like oh no it's the cops yeah. and then they're like, oh no it's okay it's just these two cops it's yeah. fine yeah um daredevil's managing to hold his own especially now that life form's lost an arm but he's like i've got to keep an eye on this thing why is he what's going on there's something really weird here the cops pull up the two crooked cops and they open fire and life form runs off and he has a little moment where he says guns like skull man so mentioned to the, the punisher um daredevil's looking around and he senses some of the chemicals um that from the trash truck that uh, life form was going through and when he comes back one of the uh, cops is looking at the arm that's been shot off and kind of digging around in it stupidly. Um, and then I was like, what are you doing? That could be dangerous. That's got chemicals all over it. And he says, you know, go and find out what these chemicals are and uh, get back to me. And they're like, yeah, whatever. Absolutely. Sure. We'll get on that. Um, and uh, then we have a little moment where Matt and Ben meet up and Matt's basically telling uh, Ben to back off that he's uh um, this is a scene that we've seen many times. Yeah, yeah. Ben's gone there to basically see if Daredevil can uh, find out what's going on with this life form, and Matt says Daredevil's tired. Um, and then yeah, he says, and he even goes, "Ben, I'm your friend, but I'm not one of your sources." And yeah. Sources is in quotes. Yeah, he says, "You know, I." Uh, uh, Ben says, "Well, I heard you had a fight with that thing. Can you tell me more about it?" And that's when he says, "I'm not one of your sources." He says, "Look, just be careful. This thing is not right. This is some stuff I found out, but." Don't go chasing after him. You don't need to do this. Uh, we see, we cut to the police lab. Oh, we do have to say, though, that Ben Yurk gave Daredevil a pager. Yeah. Yeah. And says, if you find him, page me, let me know because. Oh, yeah, because I have this guy you know, who says he can fix him. He can help. Exactly. Him. Yeah. Um, and then we see the police laboratory and um, one of the crooked cops comes in, uh, Hobbs, and says, uh, what's going on with that stuff I gave you? And uh, that's when the the person in the lab says, have you not heard about your um, your partner? 
Robbins. And he says, oh, yeah, Robbins got sick after he played around with that thing's arm back at the hospital. And he says, yeah, it didn't quite go right. He's dead. And uh, then we see Daredevil swinging around. He's trying to sense for life form and says, I can't find him anywhere. Um, and then he hears a noise. He can smell him. He hears a noise and says, I found him. And he actually has the pager and he presses it and says, uh, 45th and 8th Street area, Uric, come quickly. Um, there's two young kids who are about it's, to be attacked. It's kind of neat, though, that Daredevil realizes. He's like, yeah. okay, maybe I shouldn't be doing this because I'm getting Ben involved, even though I specifically told him he shouldn't be involved. Yeah. But you know what? Maybe he does actually know what he's talking about. Maybe he does have a guy who can actually fix him. Because yeah. it, it is a tad surprising that Daredevil doesn't try to first assess the situation more and see if he can take him down yeah. before actually getting Ben involved. But he does go ahead and page him. Yeah. And he says, you know, Daredevil says, I can sense that there's a man inside this thing as well. And it says, you know, and he starts trying to reach the man, starts trying to talk to George and saying, look, you've got to fight this. The virus is, uh, you're still human in there, the virus. Uh, you can fight it. And the, the voice inside his head keeps trying to convince him that Daredevil is this demonic creature and he should kill him, um, calling him a liar. And, um, you know, Daredevil keeps saying, I can sense two heartbeats. Um, ben and the, the the guy that says he can cure him are riding a cab over and they're just kind of like trying to get there quickly, but the cab's taking its time. Uh, Lamar is the guy. And he's saying, look, we've got to get there. And, and Ben's trying to keep him calm. He says that, you don't get it, do you? It's taken over. The beast is out there. His minions are everywhere waiting. And he's like, okay, yeah, let's just get there. Um, but the police guy, uh, Hobbs, whose partner died, is also rushing there to try and find out what's happening. So we get this scene where Daredevil's trying to keep life form where he is. Ben's trying to get there with the guy who says he can help him. And Hobbs turns up with other policemen and says, you killed my partner. I'm going to kill you. And there's a lot of uh, gun play and shooting and... Uh, Daredevil basically says don't shoot him it only makes him angry um, and they just open fire They, they, all of them are just blazing on him until he kind of dissolves into nothingness um, so, what, so what was the plan? How was that guy going to fix him? I don't know he says that he had a cure but he didn't really quite get there I think it was like the like he looks like he's too far gone, so the the cure that yeah. I would have had isn't going to work now, so let's just, all, let's just shoot him until he dies yeah exactly, so uh, they they have this uh, this weird moment where Dedo was like, you know, he was a victim. You guys are just terrible for doing that. He was he had something that was going on, and you just all thinking about yourself. Um, and then we see as as Ben's writing up the story, um, he, we see the 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 chemicals kind of bubbling away and coming back to life. And it says continued in the Incredible Hulk Annual sixteen. Um, so now we're on to the second story. Yeah. Same writer, Gregory Wright, but mm-hmm. a new team of drawers. We yeah. got uh, G- Gary uh, Hartle on the pencils and Mike yeah. Carlo as the inker. Yeah, I don't know much about uh, Gary Hartle. Um, yeah, I can't say that I do either. He he he, he draws very... Uh, it's kind of funny the way that he draws. Th- this whole book is, is with kids, or this whole story is pretty much with kids. And he draws their his the kids' faces like... A lot of expression. He's very good at drawing a lot of different expressions on faces. Yeah. Happy, sad, angry, and it's tough to get on kids. Uh, but uh, but this story is the Fat Boys in Truth or Dare, and it starts out with April. You've kind of gone. So um, it starts out with for... yeah, Abel and Dollar are arguing, um, and. Uh, 
uh, they're mentioning that they that uh, what are they talking about? They're arguing about the life form. Um, how um, yeah, Abel because um, Apol said that he um, Apol said that he had seen him and did like uh, he saw a life form and, and helped take him down. Down yeah. or something and uh, which was a fib but then she's like i don't believe you so she says okay if you're so tough then i dare you to go steal a skateboard from this rival teenage gang these guys are like preteens, mm-hmm. but to steal it from this teenage gang and um yeah and he, he's like you know what i can't i can't like it's a dare i have to do it yeah. my reputation's on the line yeah so the other like, kids are like okay, you I'll can't you it. can't joke around with this and she's like i'm not joking so he's like okay i'm gonna do it and she has she kind of has second thoughts so she's like you know i shouldn't have done this but it's too late um you know as they're lining up to go and do it we see the uh the tunnel teens as they're called and they're just like these these kids hanging around outside of, they are terrible yeah <laughs> they're just being they're just catcalling and being rude and yeah uh, like big time and, and, they're, and they're so bad at it too yeah one of them has a little uh wrench that he kind of spins around and um and as they're watching um uh, Dala says you know you don't have to do this and she says you you dared him you, you be quiet you dared him you have to um and uh Abel creeps up very sneakily is just about to grab the skateboard when one of them puts their foot on it and they all get nervous and then he lifts his foot up again and he quickly snatches it away um and skateboard is kind of great he lies on the skateboard and wheels away while the kids are uh, the teens the tunnel teens are shouting abuse at these women who are passing by and then he's like hey where's my skateboard gone and they they spot that the fat boys um stole it and they're like oh absolutely not that is not gonna we're gonna get them so they all run off they have a skateboard chase through cars and um they drop fruit on the ground and you know they're going through the legs of people they're spinning around and they crash into an alleyway and when they're there the life form comes bursting out of a uh, a dumpster it shows us that this is happening at the same time as the previous story they're kind of going together yeah and we and and the kids uh, kind of avoid life form get out of the way they burst through and then they um we see um uh, spit and um jet at this point we have a little moment where they're uh, which ties into where they appeared in the previous story where they're, they're harassing the guy and stealing his money when he's gone shopping and the kids get away but they run into the teen the tunnel teens and they have a fight with them and they're just about to um the tunnel teens really start pounding on these kids and then one of them pulls out a knife and says you know um, we're going to teach you a lesson. I'm going to cut you. And they manage to get away. Abel hits him with the skateboard and they go to town. They really beat some of them up. Uh, Dala bites one of them who has, it's uh, not a wrench, sorry. It was a little um, taser thing. Taser, um, yeah. Yeah, and they, they do all right. They hold their own and they have this great fight. And then <laughs> it's a it's kind of, I like the artwork on um, uh, the Daredevil drawing here. But as they're kind of celebrating that they, they, um, held their own against this older gang daredevil's there and he's kind of doing that thing where he turns up late and then tells them off for not thinking yeah which we've seen this before too it's kind of funny because daredevil is like you're gonna take that skateboard and you're gonna go return it to the guy that you stole it from he's like okay how come i keep messing up and then daredevil's like it's called growing up you know you'll be okay i think jamie 
having eight ball go return that skateboard is the worst possible thing yeah. you could do because it's Ego, for sure sorry. Yeah, um, but there is a little, little, uh, a nice little ending where Daredevil swings away and says, "Oh, Abel, lying is not the way to impress girls." And he's like, "Hey, I wasn't. Uh, come on." And Darla's that like, is a cool hey. panel, by the way. Yeah. The way it's drawn. Yeah, love the angle. Yep, Daredevil um, swinging up in the air with everyone else down below. It's yeah, cool. Um, then the third story is called "Innocent Bystander." We, it's, I, I really like the artwork in this one. It's got that kind of. Um, almost like Mark Badgerish look to it. It's um, uh, Thomas Sutton is the artist. Um, Gregory Wright again, and it's it's a continuation. This story takes place directly in the middle of the main story, and this is how we find out what happened to the partner, that the, the police officer that died yeah. after he touched the, um, the yeah. material that came off of the life. The yeah, life. the guy who was digging around in the arm, the not very bright uh, cop. Um uh, Hobbs and uh, whatever the other guy's name was, I keep forgetting. Um, Robbins. This is Robbins, and we see the the life form kind of taking over him. The uh, the the virus has infected him, so he's got he's he's incre- like he's the veins are kind of popping out of his body. He's put onto life support in the hospital, and uh, Hobbs even comes to visit and is like, "Oh, you're kind of gross. I've got to get out of here." Um, his wife bursts in just as he's starting to hallucinate and see monsters and we see that whole demonic thing that was happening to the life form to uh, George that um, people are coming in and saying things and he's seeing them as like these horrible creatures and some a voice is telling him that they're, you know, they're demons. And, and what's so funny is, is we can tell how bad of a cop Hobbs really is is because while this is all going on, he's thinking about the score and he's thinking about how you know, like the money that they were trying to shake out of that bartender. Like, yeah. hey, where's my half? And he doesn't even really care too much about his friend. Yeah, no, he's completely, completely doesn't care. And, um, you know, the wife burst in and then the, the mistress burst in. They're having a fight. And all while this is going on, uh, Robbins is completely choking and he's seeing everything as like these demons trying to kill him. He sees that one of the nurses is trying to help him when he's having his uh, this this episode and he he sees her as this kind of crazed uh, this this figure that's carrying like a huge crucifix that's just stabbing him in the chest and we see the moment where he dies and that's where we cut across to uh the 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 bartender that was going to be shaken down and he's like well what about that robin's never showed uh He's the, he's an ex, you know he didn't get to extort me. Good, I'm glad. I know, hope nothing terrible happened to him. <laughs> the last issue or the last story, the fourth story is mm-hmm. Typhoid Mary and Two Schizos. It's a fun little story. Yeah. Um, same writer, uh, Michael Bear mm-hmm. is, d- does the drawing. Yeah. And uh, what it is is Typhoid Mary after she she stabs and kills a guy, um, you know who who's you know, hasn't been paying up or whatever for Kingpin. Yeah. It r- runs into the life form and they have this really neat little battle where um, she's trying to figure him out. And they yeah. both have multiple personalities because life form has this human form that's trying to like survive and to figure out what's going on. And obviously typhoid has typhoid and her married version. And, yeah. and at first she tries to kind of win him over. And he, she also tries to, you know, control him, which also isn't working out because he has a side that is fighting it as well. Yeah. So then it turns into her being like, well, I'm just going to destroy you then. Yeah. We see and, it's like the yeah. Ma- the Mary side of her personality is speaking out to the George side of his personality and they're almost connecting. And, and then 
the um, typhoid side is just reacting to the monster which is trying to kill her so it's like the two sides of their personalities and um, it, it, Mary almost reaches him and almost creates a connection but then typhoid basically sets him on fire and um, that's when uh, the life form is like you you're not right you're, you you lied to me um, and basically says you know I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm going to leave. And they both decide that they're not, like, you know, they've both got problems, but they're both going to leave. They're going to leave each other away. And, and, and Lifeform basically says, I've got to keep alive. I've got to go and feed. And yeah, he, he decides not to eat typhoid Mary, though, yeah. because... Uh, well, Mary, he, Mary helps yeah. him enough that he decides that it's not right. Yeah. To, yeah. And, um, and he, we see him walking off to the two characters that we later see uh, Dada will rescue him from. But... Um, you know, Typhoid mentions that she can't believe that Mary actually almost defeated it just by talking to it. So, um, but yeah, that's the end of that little episode. The life form story is done for us. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I didn't read the other one, so I don't know what happened. But I'm guessing yes, the Hulk and Silver Surfer did, did something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and that's the end of this episode for the podcast. Um, yes. So we are, well, that was episode uh, 66, I believe we said, didn't we? Yeah. Wow. No, 65. 66 is next. Um, funnily enough, the next episode, we might find out a little more about Lifeform because we are going to quickly look at the Hulk annual 16 to see if it mentions Daredevil. I can't remember if it just mentions him or if he features in it. Um, and so we have that to look at. And then I made a note that says MSH 2 and 4. I've got a go and research what that note is because i don't know marvel superheroes maybe i don't know I'm yeah not sure. i will i will find out what notes i was making when i was making those notes <laughs> uh, between now and the next episode um and then we're going to cover 284 to 287 in the regular story which um uh, like i said is a little week stuff we're leading up to um uh, daredevil comes back to new york and uh, we see him running into some familiar people and uh, finding out some uh, stuff about himself, shall we say, before we uh, come, we, we start barreling towards the very end of Anasani's run. So lots of fun comics to look And getting to. closer to issue 300. Yes. Yeah, exactly. We're getting very close to 300. Be a big one. Yeah. A few more episodes and we'll be there. Um there should be a bunch of Daredevil comics coming away. So uh, unfortunately, this is uh, we are no longer covering stuff that's on the Marvel Unlimited app. So if you're reading along at home, you're going to have a little gap. Um, those books are out there somewhere, but they're not digitally available, I don't think. So apologies. We'll do our best to uh, to uh, make these a pleasant you, read. You know, what, what we need, Jamie, is we need pleasant like... Listen a daredevil movie or something to come out and then Marvel will be quick on the ball to go ahead and get the rest of the, uh, rest of the issues on yeah. the app. I think the, the part of it was, uh, the last right stuff, the 300 was due to be out in the Epic collection that was coming out, but that's been delayed with all of the other stuff that's been happening. Um, there has been a, a daredevil movie, um, Joshua, but we will not talk about that ever. <laughs> well, it's all right. Every, here's the thing, Jamie, every bad movie, still has fun, cool parts in it. Yeah. 
um, anyway, I, I am actually going to watch that movie at some stage, but I don't think we need to mention it. I don't think we need to encourage we could, people. We, we could we could talk about it. You know, we can do a, we can do a little media good. coverage because there's you know three seasons of a Netflix show. There's a movie, and there's uh, I don't think he's appeared in too many. Um, He's he's in some animated uh, cartoons. He's also in the Hulk. He was in the Hulk TV show. Yeah, he was. He was in the trial of the Incredible Hulk, uh, where him and the Kingpin both appeared. And it was Jonathan Rhys Myers, I believe, played the Kingpin. Uh, I can't remember the actor that played Daredevil. Um, It was in his. It was the black costume, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, we digress. Um, We will uh, talk to you more about Daredevil comics in the future. Uh, Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you, everybody. I'm Joshua. I'm Jamie. We just 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 did did Daredevil. Daredevil.